that goes like that. Okay, just for completion for the CDs really to wind the week up. Um, that um, Lola got this word last night. The, the spirit of prophecy was flowing here last night, and it was in, an incredible thing as God spoke over our lives, which uh, just amazing. Can't remember hardly any of it, but still there we are. He knows he said it, and that's that. And what this was the word she got and began to get, and and then God just un unfolded it about living stones. Living stones, that which is and is to come, invisible yet visible, the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven as a bride adorned to earth. Because she was saying, I can see something and I don't know what it is, but I can sort of almost touch it. Because what I'm building is in the Spirit, by the Spirit and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will be downloading revelation of that which is to come to the saints, a city in the Spirit a holy habitation through whom I shall dwell. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low in our lives. The rough ground shall be made level, as a foundation, and the rugged place is a plain. Every obstacle to the work of the Holy Spirit removed, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind will see it. The new Jerusalem will be called into being by his word. It's his word going forth by his people that will call into being that which is not yet, but which is to come. As you, his people, speak the word God has given to you to speak, so shall you, we, be calling forth the bride, the new Jerusalem, into being. As each living stone speaks by the Spirit, the word of God, in these days, so that new Jerusalem is being built, stone upon stone, the foundation being Jesus Christ, in us the hope of glory. God is spirit, New Jerusalem is his spiritual home. As Jesus went to prepare a place for us, so we too are the place prepared for him. That is why in these days it is so important that we allow the Holy Spirit to prepare us. And that is of course what's, what's going on right now, is the preparation of the bride. I had a picture this morning which didn't tie up till I saw what um, Lola was saying. You know, the Lord gave me a word some weeks ago about a separation that was coming between light and darkness, and even the separation within the body of Christ. And I, I saw like a crevice, like a ravine, and two pieces of, of land like that. And people were jumping from this side to that side. And suddenly the crevice started to widen. And they could no longer jump from there to there. So those who'd hung about over here had to stay there because the time to be able to, to, to jump across, which is always what happens with a new move of God. People stand around and watch it and then try to bolt it onto something. But this time he's not allowing that to happen. And this went wider and wider and wider. And I'm wondering what's going to happen. And suddenly both of them sort of flattened out. And the people from both sides ran towards one another. They were so thrilled to see each other. Like that they came to together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it mirrors a word that Chris Larkin had about the schism coming in the body of Christ. Those who will not go with the current move. And there'll be almost, you will get more anger from those that won't go with the current move than you will from the people out there. Um, 
uh, but that in the end God will bring the two together and I could feel the joy as they came together at the end of it they were running towards one another you know that it brought the people together as one and when Lola brought that down this morning I realized that it's one and the same really um, that we're all being built and God will do it uh, it's just oh, wonderful I don't know if you can see it, but I can. You know, sometimes when you get a revelation, you can see it, but other people can't, really. You're right. Yeah, I just saw Karen with sweet peas, but lovely. I'm going to Right. I've done a little sheet for you this morning because I know at the beginning of the week you were concerned about getting the suggestions I made about your um, quiet times. So I've done a little eight-point thing. Uh, first soak slow down, still yourself, take a notebook and if something comes into your mind you have to do, write it down, don't let it occupy you. Meditate on God, listen, have a hymn book, worship from this, even if you don't know the tunes, speak out the ones which jump out or speak to your situation. Worship doesn't have to be music. Leading to the disciplines of speaking in tongues for 10 minutes, meditating on scripture, reading the Bible through in a year, journaling, reviewing with God the things in the journal, prophetic words, etc., and continuously upgrade your view of God and your worship, worship and enlist the help of the Holy Spirit for this and everything else. And finally, soak. So you begin and end with soaking. Begin and end your day with soaking in the presence of the Lord. <coughs> so that just a quick word that I wanted to give this morning. I was just going to hand it out, but I felt that maybe just to speak it for the completeness for those who are going to have the CDs and, and uh, it, it would have ended abruptly with yesterday afternoon. This is coming into your inheritance. God has always promised to drive our enemies out before us. That was the scripture we looked at yesterday, Exodus, Exodus 23. And it's he that leads us in power and triumph to possess the land of his promise. And the basis of the power is the cross of Jesus. He's overcome, and we're learning to live in his overcoming nature. In the letters to the churches in Revelation, Jesus is saying, Make these changes. I want you to endure and overcome, faith and patience. That's why some of you have found that God is challenging you with changes that he wants you to make in your life. Only because he wants you to overcome, to endure and overcome. So focus on Jesus and not on yourself. <clears throat> Praise is vital. Develop an attitude of gratitude. You will have learnt that we have to fight for our inheritance. We're going into the promised land where there's a whole new bunch of enemies and we are young soldiers. The issue always is how we stand. And that is Ephesians 1.18. Before we face the real enemy, we learn to face God because we are in Christ, we have the victory. Our inheritance isn't geographical, as was Israel's. Ours is a person, and his name is Jesus. As we stand in Christ and enter our spiritual inheritance, God sets the boundaries of what is going to happen. He is in control of absolutely everything that happens in your life, whether you get yourself into it or not. If you get yourself into it, he's allowing it so that he can teach you something. And something I just wanted to throw in, because I found this a revelation and I'm still looking at it in God, 
is the whole armour of God. And you know, you hear people say, I'll put the armour on, I'll put my helmet on, and this and that. And, this. and you think, what are they talking about? Do they know what they are? What are they talking about? Because Paul was drawing a parallel. He was chained between two soldiers, and he was looking at what they were wearing, and he was likening it to the Christian walk. Well, this is something I picked up from Graham. I'll tell you when his bit starts. Because I've never quite understood what people mean. And I haven't up to now had anything to challenge them with when they've said, I put the armour on, wear it all day. Uh, but this was what Graham says. He says that the traditional view of the armour is that we are held up by the truth, covered by integrity, walking in peace, protected by faith. Our mind is renewed, scripture is a sword, and we're walking in effective prayer. I hadn't even heard that one. That was new to me. But he says, the first thing the enemy will try to take out is your mind. He'll lie to you. So what we were talking about yesterday, about self-deception, if we allow ourselves to be deceived by our fleshly nature, he will lie to you and you'll find yourself in deception. So what you need is the belt of truth, which is the word that God is saying into your current circumstances. It's his word to you for this moment. Remember we started and we said we don't want a new word, we want a now word. You need a word for the situation you are in right now. So it's his word to you for this moment. You need revelatory knowledge, not the general truth of scripture. That is your belt of truth, revelatory knowledge. The second thing we have to learn is how to put off condemnation. And we do that by focusing on God's righteousness as a platform for our faith, so that the breastplate of righteousness is a covering of God. That means we focus on our acceptance by God as his child and not on our performance as a believer. You'll always find that battle there between performance and acceptance. Your breastplate of righteousness is your acceptance before God. In the righteousness of Christ you are accepted in the beloved, so it's about your acceptance, not your performance. The third thing is to learn to operate from a place of peace and rest, feet shod with peace. Rest is a weapon the enemy cannot penetrate. Be prepared for God's peace to make a difference. Look for peace, stay in peace, stand in peace. Feet shod means you know how to rest on the battlefield. Will you have the soup or the melon? He spreads a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Some of you know that thing that Graham um, uh, did about Psalm 23. He's in, he, was in, he had this dream and he'd been in this terrible spiritual battle. And in the dream, he's just standing there swaying about with his sword stuck to his hand, absolutely exhausted, slaughter and blood everywhere. And suddenly he sees a waiter's arm come in front of him with a towel over it. And the, and the waiter says, you have the soup or the melon? And he says, right now I'd like some reinforcements. <laughs> Would you have the soup or the melon? And he thought, you got to be joking, mate. I don't want either. I want help. Will you have the soup or the melon? <laughs> and he said, and then he woke up. And he woke up laughing with the scripture. He spreads a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Will you have the soup or the melon? 
The enemy wants you hopping about all over the place. Panicky, distressed, anxious, worried, fearful. But rest is a weapon. Cultivate the ability to step back into God. Don't allow yourself be pushed into panic. Step back into him. The Holy Spirit said to me the other night, we're under pressure a bit. And he said, do not allow yourself to be pushed. Just don't allow yourself to be pushed into anything. And uh, Sarah had an example of that. She was Yesterday, someone was trying to push her into making a decision yesterday. And that's what the world will do, and that's what the enemy will do, try to push you into making a decision quickly. When we came here, we looked at a place and first, and the man wanted us to decide that day. And we said, no, we need to go home, and we will pray about it. And, of course, it wasn't the right place. This one was. But he tried to get us to close the deal. Don't ever be pushed. Step back into him. Let his peace surround you. Wait in God, not on God. That's. Have any of you heard that uh, description that uh, Graham says about uh, his his having this dream or something, and and uh, the enemy hordes are absolutely coming towards him like nobody's business, and he's all on his own. And I think he said he, there was this sort of tent-like thing, a bit like our canopy out there, very thin and flimsy, and he walked into this thing. And uh, he suddenly felt the Holy Spirit behind him. And he's, these people start coming, this horde start coming. He put his hands on the, his sword and the Holy Spirit said, be still. And they're coming a bit, on the, you know, ready for the pat. Be still. He said, suddenly they were on us and they parted around this canopy. Mm. Never saw him. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. We are learning what it is to be in Christ in God and how he will take us onto the battlefield he will do it don't go on there on your own he will take you when it's right so you can learn about these things and you will know I said to some of the girls yesterday when I got up I was spending a penny at the time and uh, I just felt there was something beautiful and soft it was absolutely cushioning me it was, I can't describe it really, but it was, oh, it was so thick and soft and beautiful. And I said to the Holy Spirit, what's that? He said, it's me. He was being my shield around me. It's absolutely amazing. I thought, I like that. So, rest is a weapon. Let his peace surround you. Wait on God, in God, not on God. Don't be waiting for something to happen. Wait in him. It's an important discipline and we're all learning. Tell him what he is to you. A good discipline. Make a list of what God is to you. Father, what I really love about you is how many times do we see in Scripture, wait on the Lord, I say wait. It's active. I'm not waiting for you to do something. I'm just here worshipping you, Lord, just getting into the presence Sometimes the enemy is just looking for a quick kill. He just wants to flip you over as quickly as he can. And if he can't achieve that, he'll walk off. And you know that he doesn't persist. You can outstand him. I know June's been going through some of this recently. She kept feeling sick and giddy. And we prayed about it and we felt this is just, this is just attack. 
you've got to stand. Some of you know me know I had three or four months last year from a prophetic word coming instantly. I'm swinging about all over the place. Head spinning, not able to stand up straight. My knee was so painful, but the Lord said, stand, worship. These hurts. <laughs> Shut up, whinging, stand. And I stood, and then one morning I woke up and the whole lot are gone. Because you have to outstand the enemies. That is often all it is, is just standing. If you can't achieve it, it will walk off if you can't get you quickly. And don't fight the enemy from a place of no peace because you're moving presumption and you won't hear the Lord properly. As you, as you can gather, I'm actually now just talking a bit about spiritual warfare, which is the very tail end because God doesn't want to make too much of him but you need to start understanding what real spiritual warfare is and it isn't as Graham says it's not pulling down strongholds because if you pull them down who are they going to fall on I mean just think about it we are not called to pull down strongholds we're pulled to pull, call down, pull down strongholds in our mind that's where we have to pull them down this is where the problem is the thing between our ears so practice focusing on Jesus in your heart and mind. Practice turning and yielding in your heart to the Lord. You will get a copy of this, so you don't need to. I've got them all made here. That's what I did this morning. I made the copies because I thought... The, the, uh, and actually, I wasn't going to read it out. Uh, um, but I felt suddenly for completeness, it actually needed to be done. Otherwise, people would be left abruptly on the last CD wondering where it all finished. Uh, and you receive peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. If you wake up agitated, the thing to do is to say, Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. Just come and be my peace. Don't move until you've got your peace. Lord, just come and refresh me and renew me. Someone said to me, how are you this morning? I said, I am refreshed. I'm fine. But I'm not refreshed by my physical sleep because the wind was blowing last night. It's by the refreshing of the Holy Spirit. Joyce and I were saying last night, it's not normal. I'm 71, she's 66. Look at the week we've had. It's not normal. That is supernatural. We're living in what, because it's what God wants to do. He is, he is giving us the supernatural strength to do it. So. <laughs> I missed that aside. Yeah, that, that's it. You've had your spinach this morning. <laughs> that's a muscle. <laughs> no, it's not from spinach. <laughs> no, it's not from spinach, you're right. <laughs> so, you receive peace, you don't reach out and grab it. There's nowhere to get to, beloved. We are in him already. The enemy will have us chasing around to try and find God. Just sit still, he'll find you. He really will. If you sit still, he will come to you. It's all about your heart's attitude towards him. If you really want him, he can't, he can't wait to get there. Believe me. Just have a think about the number of people that have, through the ages, have turned down his offer of salvation. We are always a remnant. We are always a very small minority. He's absolutely chuffed to beans when anyone wants to spend time with him. And that, that seems, it's, it seems so heartbreaking to me, but that's the way it is. So it comes through 
Worship, thanksgiving and praise. And this is why God says in everything give thanks. I was looking at my journal this morning when I was in the middle of that stuff, quite accidentally, and he said, Worship, thank me. So it's the doorway to receiving everything we need in our circumstances. So we need to be the most thankful and grateful people on the planet. We need a spirit of gratitude, an attitude of gratitude, as Joyce Meyer says. And she says, attitude determines altitude, and it sure does. Our first response to everything, good, bad, or indifferent, thank you, Father, I bless you. I'm not grateful something's gone wrong, I'm grateful you're here. That's why it says give thanks in all circumstances. Not, oh, thank you, Lord, I've just broken my leg. It's thank you, you're here with me in this. So I'm just going to worship you because I know you're active. I know you've planned something here for me. So we find peace and we stay in peace. And we practice that. I find a good discipline is to pe keep expressing my confidence in him. You get so confident that you, that you know he's going to do something in spite of what it looks like. The fourth thing is, things may get worse before they get better. And the result of warfare has nothing to do with us, it's to do with God. Focus on Him. He gives you that shield of faith so that you can stand. And the arrows are always aimed at your mind. Take those thoughts captive. It's a discipline. Don't let them wander off. Those of you who know me, that little dog that I used to have, that's now tied to my ankle. Always off sniffing at a smelly old dustbin somewhere over there. That's how I came back, make him sit. Don't let your thoughts wander up. That's when, off. Oh, that's when your emotions catch up and fear is your companion. The thought comes in, it hits you in here, fear, and you've just received a fiery dart. So, be active in faith, be watchful, be prepared. Set your mind on God and wear that helmet of salvation. Use your now word. It's a sword in your hand. You have two swords, the now word and the general word of scripture. And at the start of this week, as I said already, we don't need a new word, we need a now word. And Isaiah 54 says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Plus a specific word from God that he's given you in the situation. And you stand on one and use the other. You confess out the now word of God. Uh, Sarah was saying she was going to turn her, uh, my beloved treasure, into a prayer. Because that's her now word. And that is what God wants to do in the situation. And as she confesses that out, she'll see it happen. So confess out the now words. Speak to God in confession, in praise and faith-filled statements. And you speak to the enemy with faith-filled authority. Wearing the whole armour like this, we can stand before God and it will release us into unhindered prayer and ministry and we can carry on even under attack. As I said when I started, thank you so much for coming. I do trust you are now in a different position before God than you were when we started on Monday. Be blessed and live in the land of your inheritance. Are you recording? Yes. Just, just talk there. That's it. Okay. Um, this week has been like an open door. 
an invitation. An invitation, yeah. It's like the Lord has given us an invitation just to walk through this open door. I can see the door. The door's ajar, and there's only light the other side of that door. Uh, and Jesus is just just saying, basically, will you come through? Will you come through this door um, into me? And it's our choice. It's our choice whether we say yes or whether we say no, but the invitation is actually extended mm. to each one of us. Uh, and it's, it's up to us, basically, mm. whether we say yes or no and whether we go through that mm. door that mm. he's opening for us. It's a door in the natural and it's a door in the spirit. It's both. We physically have to take the step into that, that, that different level that he's actually wanting to take us into and it will change our lives. It will change our lives for the kingdom as we say yes to him. Thank you, dear. Um, it's interesting because that really ties up with the next school that God has given me the title for, which is Entering In. <laughs> Again, he gave it to me in the bath a few, ten days, fortnight, three weeks ago. Entering into the power and presence. Uh, so it's a uh, God. He's just amazing, isn't he? Yeah. Part of the entering in for me uh, is that I believe God has spoken to me about um, finding another venue um, where people can come, uh, like Pilgrim Hall or the Ose at Northium. And so June is currently having a look for me into the prices uh, and what that would mean if we went to spend a weekend or a few days there uh, so that we could... Uh, <laughs> great big grin over there. <laughs> uh, so that we, we really hit more people. But at the same time, we're still family together. And um, um, this, I suppose it's the next logical step. But I felt absolutely overwhelmed by it when the Lord said... and. Uh, uh, it's always been don't say it's too big so I'm not going to say it's too big and last night Lola said don't say you can't contain it because you can so I thought no okay I'm not going to say that um, so that's what could be coming up uh, on. Uh, so watch this space just give us a phone call and we'll tell you where we're getting to anybody who's listening Thank you. 